welcome to Cram Bamble, a podcast about supernatural, extraterrestrial, extra political, intra political, no. no, and ghosts. That's right, guys. Lots and lots of ghosts. I do like the ghosts. My name's Taz, and I'm Kirsten. We're going to be talking about ghosts, but wait till the end of the episode. That's where we're going to keep them. Shh. I found out that people listen to our podcast more if there's ghost something in the title. We're oh, right. Ghost. Okay. I mean, we're totally going to be talking about you ghosts at the end great of the episode. Is if you could capture ghosts and then no, make no, jam out of s- them. Save it till the end of the episode. So no, just like YouTube no, videos, no, they'll listen till the end. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so I'll give you the recipe at the end of the es- episode. Ooh. But I just, for a title of a show... I would be like, we can make jam out of ghosts and then we can put it on some toast. Then we have toast ghost. Oh, and toast ghost. Yep. And that way people will listen because they're like, oh, I wonder what toast ghost is. What and if- they're going to be super disappointed because I just said that you can make jam out of ghosts. What if there's Ectoplasm. A- That's a thing. Yes. Ectoplasm is allegedly a thing. So it's toast. It's ghost jam. Yeah. You boil it up with some sugar and some pectin like you do normal jam. What is pectin? I think it's from, well, I always got it from lemons. You're looking that way while talking instead I, of looking at the microphone. I got it from lemons. Like, from lemons. Yeah, lemon juice. I think it's got pectin in it, but it helps okay. the jelly set or jam, jam jelly. jelly what jam. if you had a ghost in the house that every time two or more people were standing around with drinks, this ghost would just start making toasts? Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm. Just his unfinished business. He died before he could give the final toast at his daughter's wedding. The ghost of Gatsby. He's like, oh, it's a party. Here's my toast, guys. Oh, "Oh, God, it's Gatsby again. Just let, if you don't let him finish, he's going to keep talking. Gatsby the ghost is such a good name. I have no doubt at some point, some, one of those, uh, why can I not think of the word? One of those streaming services is going to make some butchered version of it because the movie was decently successful, like the old one and the new one. Yeah. And the book is just pumped out in the thousands of Always in schools. like a Netflix th- of the Great Gatsby. 12 but, episode Great Gatsby. But they'll tweak it or something. So yeah. it's like it's a modern day thing where Gatsby is helping a detective or someone solve crimes or some nonsense like that. Oh, boy, that sounds terrible. And they'll call it Gatsby's Toast. Looking at you, Hulu, you still know I do. I'm going to find you. They're going to call it Gatsby's you. Toast. Gatsby's toast. Hmm. Toast ghost. So you know the the old folk tales of the wee folk that would steal babies, changelings. Yes. Mm. Yeah, this comes up in conversation a lot. Have we really? Yeah, no, just when we talk. Oh. Yeah, we talk about changelings. A I lot. do like the concept of the changelings. Me too. Me too. Especially, I think, just for the terrified nature of, let's say, as a mum. You have a baby and it starts acting really weird. Yeah. And then your neighbor says, you've got to pretend to kill it because it's a bad goblin pretending to be your baby. Mm. But what if she's wrong? Like, that is the most terrifying thing. You want to start at what? Boil, put boiling water on it or you've got to try and kill this there thing. There were a whole bunch of weird things. Like, yeah. put it in the oven and stuff. Yeah. What if it's still your baby? Like, what if you're wrong and it's just a kid who's grumpy? Well, there were no child services back then, so I'm sure there were a lot of children that were unfortunately the... Recipients of some parental witch finding. The collateral damage of wives' tales. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good title for a book. Collateral damage of wives' tales and have all these stories about people that are killed because of these cures and whatnot. That would be really good. Yeah. 
Yeah. Unless there so was already... So what was... Uh, just so we can recap for the listeners who aren't as well-versed in changeling. Well-versed in changeling law. We so um, what were some of the ways that you could get rid of the changeling? Because what they did was they came in, stole your baby... Yes. ...and replaced it with like an old creepy hobgoblin. Yes. Yeah. I but think it, it looks just enough like your baby that you wouldn't be sure what was going on. I think it changed depending on the region... Because it was in the Isles, so Ireland, Scotland, parts of England, where that story was prevalent. But there are also African communities that have similar stories about changelings as well. Really? Yeah. I was looking it up when I was doing our Monster of the Week episode. Wow. Yeah. So, um, but one of them, the one that always got me the most, was hanging iron scissors above the cradle oh, by man. a ribbon. Oh, man. No. Because, you know, that's not going to go wrong. But, yeah, the other one was... There was a whole story about boiling up a soup and a stew and the, the baby would be like, what are you doing, mother? Well, I'm just preparing a, a stew. Oh, what are you adding to it, mother? And they hated eggshells, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to put eggshells in it and it makes them stew delicious. And then this thing couldn't stand the smell of boiled eggshells? Something like that. And I think the whole mm. concept was so very creepy that the child would speak to you like an adult. And so that's how you would definitely know. And I think also taking it... And putting it in the oven was one as well. Yeah. I think taking it out to like the fairy mounds and demanding the child back in exchange for what they put there. But the type of creature that they would put in its place varied, I think, based on the region. So sometimes it was like a hobgoblin or like a an old infirm fae that wanted to be kind of uh, looked after by a carer in the twilight of its life. And some of them were just like shape-shifting, changeling kind of things. But the reason I brought it up, and it's funny that you you put a mother's take on it because the, the whole concept is, oh, my baby's been stolen. I need to get it back and get rid of this horrible little creature. And it reminds me of Eddie Kasprak's mum from It, where she's really overbearing and she stops oh, him from doing- Oh, that's so true. She stops him from doing fun You're delicate, things. delicate, Eddie. Yeah, because some of the stories would say that the human child that was taken would get to live in the Fey realm. And it was For all lovely. And would party and eat delicious foods. What if a really selfish mother is taking that child away from potentially one of the greatest experiences that a human can have? Because I, I think the folklore I heard was that they were slaves over there. They did all the menial tasks. Well, that's for possible the as well, yeah. Yeah. But it would be very funny if it was like heaven. Yeah. And this kid's having the best time, like learning magics. I could have from- been Peter Pan, mom. Yeah. <laughs> But the other side of it is, what if one of those fey creatures that was put in the place of a human was going to do something amazing with their future? What if that fey creature was going to cure cancer? Mm. But Eddie Kasprak's mum was like, I want my baby back. But oh, I'm thinking the opposite way. How many mums didn't figure out that their baby was a changeling? Yeah. And they raised this child to, as like, what, a full grown centaur or whatever it was going to be? Oh, that'd be cool. What if being a centaur wasn't something that you were automatically, but you could transform into it, like werewolves and things? Yeah, if you were born fae and brought into the real world and raised in a normal people family, you would end up half fae, half human. Oh, that's cool. And so you'd end up like either a centaur or, you know, those half splits? Yeah. That's where mermaids come from. Yes. That'd be cool. Where you're like half human, half half fae. What if... Wait, Kirsten, does that mean that horses and fish are full fae? (laughs) 
It could be. <laughs> they're, they're very magical. There's some weird fish that you're just like, that's not. Like uh, like you're saying, Joe Rogan and Octopus. They're aliens. What if, what if they're fey aliens, creatures? Man. Aliens. What if they're fey creatures that are just like stuck in our mortal world and they're like, I didn't have to swim in the fey realm. I could just walk I th- around. I honestly, if there was ever going to be any animal that is fey, I reckon dolphins and whales. They just seem like they're on another wavelength. Tortoises. Yeah, turtles. Turtles and tortoises. All of them. Mm. They are quite long-lived. And old trees. They are long-lived and we don't see them being super brutal. Livid? Isn't it long-lived? Oh, we had this before, didn't we? Because livid is like when something's really red. You know, oh, I slap you in his face. That's Yes, that's how I pronounce long-lived. Long-livid. Oh, okay. I don't know why. Oh, we have discussed this before. And I was like, how long is your liver? long livered. (laughs) Yeah. I'm an... What a complex man. That's me. <laughs> what if mm. that is the case yeah. where... Oh, what, all the propositions I've just made? Absolutely. Ab- where? Yes, okay, fair point. What if the, the fae existing in human society and breeding with humans is a thing yeah. and whether or not it's no longer a matter of... Because there was that article on Reddit or wherever it was from originally where someone was talking about what if fae creatures did exist but they bred with humans, which is why some people are very good at swimming. Some people are very good at climbing and some people are amazing singers. Just astronomically, like beyond the realms of human endurance, like um, that incredible marathon runner that was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, so all those things that outside of what we would consider a, a normal, I'm doing air quotations, a normal human's purview or ability, you go, mm. that can't be, like Usain Bolt. This dude runs fast, so fast where he's like the flash, where he turns and looks at the camera exactly mm. as he's taking a photo of him and smiles and he's not blurred. That's got to be some sort of fate yeah. influence. What if all that exists? But not even like just physical things, mm. just incredible intellect as well. Just being, and also knowing of the Fey world. So I think some of the incredible writers in the fantasy realm, you know, like your Terry Pratchett's or. Your, yes. Yeah. Neil Gaiman's, like they are half Fey, definitely because they've got like latent knowledge of the Fey realm. Like that real kind of Fey bard talent. Yeah. Where they can just weave a story where you get sucked into it and you're like, oh my God, this is the best. Like Stephen King. Ridiculously good singers might have had Siren. Oh, uh, that's cool. Or Divas, like the angelic Divas. Yep. Or Deva. I can't remember how it's pronounced. But the the singing angels, like the seraphim. All those kinds of things. Okay, so what if all that does exist? Those things exist in our DNA and our nice little DNA testing kits that we send off. Obviously, they're not going to tell people, hey, you have... DNA marker 23, if that's a thing, which is, we know for a fact that that is angelic DNA. We know that this particular genetic marker, 16B, is fey. Wouldn't it be hilarious if there was, okay, because I'm thinking of it from a purely scientific point of view, right? Yes. So I'm in my lab and we've just discovered that most people that were born in a particular area had this genetic marker, right? Okay, yeah. So, I don't know, let's pick a random place like Ireland, because that oh, seems yep. pretty spiritual and, like, they have lots of gateways to the Fae. For sure. You know, with your fairy mounds and your things. Makes sense. So, anyone, absolutely anyone, like, they could have actually found the, um, help me out here, uh, the Fae marker, like you're talking about. Yes. But they would have just mistaken it for Irish DNA. Ooh. You know what I mean? You'd be like, you come from this, because vi- you know how when I got the Irish thing, they're like, you come from this really tiny island in Ireland. Oh, it was too. It was like off to the side. Yeah, really yeah. bizarre. And it's like, it's not that you actually have ancestors that came from there. That's the Fae DNA and everybody who yes. comes from there. 
And that's why it would be really weird if you were like Cambodian and you're like, why do I have a random Irish piece of DNA? Oh, well, bizarre, because you know how I got the 1% Cambodian. Yes. Maybe it's the fact that... You've got like some witch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not actually Irish. That's your fae DNA. Oh. Yeah. But the scientists wouldn't have known because they don't go and look at the people. They Ah. just look at the data. Maybe that that fae creature or supernatural creature is more prevalent in Cambodia. So people who have Cambodian DNA. I like it. Oh, so maybe certain people don't have a genetic predisposition to alcoholism. They're really just dwarves. That makes they a do lot like their ale and their beer. And that's why and they always yeah, assume. Yeah, but that, that's that's also. Um, oh God damn it! Don't you hate when you have the perfect word? Um, happens to me all the absolutionist, time. Absolutionist, I think. Ab- I'm unfamiliar with this term. Well, where you you can't change because you just. It's almost in. Yeah, an, an absolutist. Where let's say you go, you need to give up your alcoholism and have a happy life, gotcha. like many people have. You go, nope, sorry, dwarf DNA, can't do it, can't go against my DNA. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where you're like, Being nope, s- like super stubborn. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're an absolutist yes. where you're just like, nope, nope, can't happen. I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. I hope I'm using that correctly. Look, you get one for every five that I have because I'm pretty sure I've tried to remember terms. And I haven't looked them up on my phone. I've been completely off the mark. I'm surprised we haven't got any negative reviews for my inappropriate use of words. <laughs> I don't think there's grammaticists listening to there's our someone podcast. out there. Just cringing. Little going, you meant to say Freudian. Trevor from Arkansas is listening. He's like, you got that wrong. <laughs> right in your iTunes reviews. I've always loved the idea that somebody with that accent could be like a English professor. Ooh. That would just make me so, it would make me laugh. I would love that. Could you imagine someone with that accent giving lectures on English? I want someone with that accent teaching Shakespeare. Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) I would love that so much. I would go there and audit that class just to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) To be or not to be. (laughs) To suffer the slings and arrows. (laughs) Hark, from yonder window doth the sun break. (laughs) What do you think that means, Cecil? Sorry, I need to cough. <coughs> oh, you've ruined the podcast. We have to start over again. <coughs> there we Remember go. Back in the day where they had like actual recordings that they couldn't edit quite as easily and they had to have it perfect from start to finish. Yeah, exactly. You would have to start the from old the old gramophone recording. Because- Good job, Rupert. Now we've got to start again. Yes. Mm, mm, <coughs> mm, what? Violently mm. shatters the vinyl. That was very expensive. That was three pennies. That's right. a year's salary. Anyway. That's a year's salary. <laughs> She said with absolutely I'm no going economic to sell another slave now to buy more. <laughs> well, they did have slaves back then. They All were right. the best people morally. You say back then. You can just back use that about any, any piece of history. That's when true. When was that exactly, Taz? Oh, you know, back then. 1793. No, it was exactly. autumn. <laughs> there was still snow on the ground, but there was a chill in the air. Now, um, autumn's before winter. Why is this snowy autumn? It could be. It could be. Backwards land. Yes, in backwards land. We go from winter to autumn. Well, it is backwards to Lovely. us. The leaves going from their dappled amber to a lighter shade of green. Spring is cometh. <laughs> okay. I know. Backwards land. All right. Backwards land. Backwards land. Backwards land. Backwards land. Okay. He can go as back as he can. Stop touching the microphone. I had to move it towards my mouth. That's why at the start of the episode, I have you positioned in such a way that is comfortable. Shush. Um, Gargoyles. Ooh, the cartoon series? No. 
Oh, I did like that show. It was a good show. Um, really good. Apparently, the fact that I can still remember. Yeah, I think it's. It was it M or PG? I can't remember. I, pff, I don't know. I, I was a child when I watched it, though, so I can't say if it was better for adults or children. I presume um, you're speaking more of the gothic gargoyles, though. Yes. Yes. But the fact that I used to remember, and there were all the gargoyles in the show were named after rivers in America. I honestly don't recall, but there that's There was cool. Hudson and that's the only one really? I can remember right now. Yeah. Okay, that's I'm pretty cool. sure they were named after the rivers. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, no. Gargoyles. Which a lot of people think are the creepy things on the side of buildings, the carved monstrous. Are they not? There's two types. Okay. One is called a grotesque. Oh. And they are just the um, carved horrible creatures that are stuck onto the side. Okay, gotcha. But an actual gargoyle has to be a water spout because it comes from, I think, the Latin root or a French for gargui, which means throat. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they are water spouts. So, you know, in like a downpipe. Yeah. So, because the roofs used to be so ornately designed, mm. they'd need a way to get the water off the roof. Makes sense. And not running down the side of the building. Mm-hmm. So, it would sort of pool into the guttering, and then to get it to shoot away from the building, they used the gargoyle, so the water would pour out of their mouths. Gotcha. That's cool. Now, you're like, who cares, Kirsten? This is, this is not Architecture Monthly. I don't need to know about this stuff. What's this got to do with some creepy, cool stuff? Okay. Well... <laughs> Well, the theory was back in the day. Back when? When, when day is this? What day is this? Fifteen fifty-two. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a, <laughs> it's a myth. You don't pinpoint dates in myths. You don't. A long time ago. Oh. In a land far away, yes. which is true because it's far away from Australia. I mm-hmm. believe it was in France. Everywhere's far away from Australia. Other towns are far away from yeah, Australia. Yeah, I was going to say. Hmm. Other states are far away. My best friend lives in this suburb. It's two countries away as far as Europe's concerned. Well, I mean, America would have the same thing. Actually, that's a really good example. That's true. I I went camping mm-hmm. day before yesterday, and I drove two and a half hours away from our house, and I was still in the same state. Jeez Louise. Yeah, whereas you do that in, like, Europe, and you're in another country. Yeah, you do that in America or Europe, it's a road trip. Yeah. We're crossing county lines. I don't know. I think America's big enough that you could drive for two hours and still be in the same state. That's true. Although I do think when we were reading our little book to the northwest, it's a lot more condensed for a lot of those smaller states, mm, I think. Mm, I could be wrong. Mm. If we I'm, do look that way on If the I'm map. wrong, send us on our socials, guys. Let me know. <laughs> send us tickets to America so we can discover them yes. for ourselves. Tickets are probably... Oh, no, there's a travel ban. Have we got a travel ban in Australia yet? No, God, no. Oh. Our... our- Prime Minister's like, what? Yeah. What's going on? Well, if we have a travel ban, then he won't be able to go to Hawaii again. Yeah. Yeah. New Zealand's uh, done it. Yeah, I think he... New Zealand's done it. Travel My boss ban. just went over there. Pretty sure she locked it down. I read about it this morning. Oh, okay. Anyway, gargoyles. Yes. Gargoyles. So, the history, the mythical history was... Strap in, guys. That there was a massive beast, let's say like, very dragon-like. Okay. And it used to breathe fire, so that's why I thought very dragon-like. Makes sense. And or a salamander, which you learned out be. recently. Um, yes. So they caught it and killed it. Oh. Because no, it was being awful and causing destruction Yay! to property and people. Yes. So they caught it and killed it, and so they stabbed it, and then they burnt it to you know get rid of the evil thing. But okay. because they it breathed fire, mm-hmm. its head and neck wouldn't burn oh makes sense yeah actually the more you think about it you're like oh that makes a lot of sense because it was fireproof 
So that's all that was left. So they mounted it onto the side of a building of one of the churches to ward off evil spirits. Okay, like a head on a pike. I like yep. it. And that's why they used to use them as water spouts because they noticed that the water would pool and jet out of its mouth. And that's why they used them more in architecture. They built them out of stone because gotcha. they looked very cool and they did ward off the spirits. Now, what I'm thinking is because all our buildings at the moment don't have any gargoyles or grotesques to ward off the evil spirits. We kill people. That's why we have this floods, fires, coronavirus. Ooh. Yep. Because we're not using the old ways True. to ward off all these evil spirits. Okay, so we need heads on the... Does it need to be on every corner of the building? Well, where you would have a downpipe is where you would have a gargoyle. Okay, that makes sense. Just and it would shoot safe. the water out. This is the terrible thing, though. So if it rained and you were walking down the street... Yeah, it doesn't matter. You'd just get this torrent of water. I think if it, the torrent is that mm. thick, though, you would see it walking... And you would step to the side. Yeah, true. Well, that's why they shot out from the building. So if you're yes. walking down below, you're the village it, would, idiot. it would go into the road. All right. So I need four human skulls for each corner of this house. And it has to have a long neck. That's the whole point of it. Oh. And that's why they use, the grotesques are usually like lions without its forearms or oh, dragon so heads in human particular. Human torso then. I can just kind of... Oh, that's creepy as heck. I love it. And, and then the arms, the arms dangle. No, the arms could be supporting it like that against the wall. Oh, okay. So it would be... I'm going to go and do a demonstration for Taz. Yes. So it would be... On this audio like medium. That. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Riveting. I like it. Ah, okay. Makes sense. <laughs> I might similar, put a picture up so you guys can look and go... Similar to the oh, that's what figureheads she was on ships. Yes. Okay. If that's anyone's that, imagining. That's what I was doing. Yep. So the, the arms weren't raised up. The way they did for the pendulous breast mermaid figureheads. I don't think but they more- were pendulous. They were very perky. Pendulous is swinging like a pendulum. Well, I think pendulous would look perky if you had your arms stretched up above you. Oh, I suppose so. Yes. Pendulous Dr. mermaid Physics. figurehead breasts. Uh, okay, so we need four humans of equal size because they'll, they'll rot eventually so they don't need to look the same. And that's going to ward oh, off evil from this house. Oh, this is getting very human gonna, centipede for me. No, no, I'm not going to attach them to each other. I'm just going to no, cut no, them off I the know. torso and attach them to the corners of my house so, so I can the, have the water spout running through their throat. Yeah, I don't know why, but that's... And I'm going to need to install PVC mm. tubing in the throat so as they decompose, it doesn't break down so it's still a tube. So but when, when they going, are all decomposed and gone, it would just be yes. bones on a PVC yes. pipe? But I also think that I want to go a little bit more for Native American as well, so I need a totem pole in the front yard. Also, going with the theme of human bodies, this is where we're going to go centipede. We're going to start stacking them up and make a nice totem pole in the front yard. So, would the pole go through, like, anus to mouth or for the totem? Or would you be stacking them sort of shish kebab style through the tummy? Shish kebab style, I think. Oh, right. Yeah. So, you could stack more that way. Absolutely. That would make more sense. Yeah. Well, I figure the more people I have piked to one giant wooden stake in my front yard, that's going to warn off a lot of people. I forgot... I think and it would also matter, like, the uh, stages you killed them. True. So if you killed, you know, say, 10 in one go, yeah. you don't have them all sort of disintegrating or decomposing at exactly the same time. Yes. But I think the weight of fresh ones, yes. say you got about 20, but you only did maybe two a week. Ooh, would, I'm going to need resin. So there'd be, like, 
cr- bone crushings at the bottom. Yes. Okay, well, I'll buy a lot of resin. I'll pour it over them like a honey glaze. It'll be like a honey glaze kebab. Okay. And that will essentially seal over the outside of them. So mm. when they do decompose on the inside, I'll still have kind of like this weird crystalline. That would smell. Like your house is going to be really rank. Yes. It's to warn people off in the post-apocalyptic future. I want them to know that I'm not to be trifled with. I would have it further away from my abode, not hanging oh, on yard's my house. Fine. It's pretty breezy out there. Yeah, front yard, but yeah. you want to attach people to your roof. But I mean, that's the other thing. Once we get to a post-apocalyptic stage where we're raiding our neighbours, we can extend that totem pole out further to start establishing our territory. Oh, that's a really good yes. idea. See? I think that visual marker, that visual representation of this is my territory. Do you think that's where totem poles came from? I don't think there were... Well, I think there probably were a couple of tribes that were that brutal. I don't think it was quite as macabre for them. I think it was their spirit animals and they had the different stats. Yeah, because the they were animals. They were, yes. you know, eagles. I, I do, do like the traditional totem poles. They look very cool. I like the moose ones because the others look so... Would that be Inuit then? I have no idea. Mm. But I, you do see the normal totem poles with the eagle head. And yes. They look very sort of regal. But then the moose. Moose just look comical. I just, I don't know what it is, but a carved moose head just looks funny. I must not have seen one. I maybe it was of because it. of Bullwinkle. I think that's a factor as well. Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah. For sure. I think, I don't know. Moose to me are funny. They are. Yeah. Until you see the, the bulls. Oh, until you see an actual moose and how massive they are. And then they also look like spirit animals. They do. They look like something majestic and just... Have you seen that video of the two younger bulls battling in like a suburb in Canada or Alaska? And the guy filming is like, get off the lawn! (laughs) Ma! Look, they're fighting! (laughs) It's like they're they're scrabbling over like the icy road trying to butt against each other. Yep. And it's the funniest thing because it's very Canadian. He's like, get off the lawn! (laughs) (laughs) That is very funny. I don't know why there was also that one with the beaver and the man was helping the beaver get a piece of stick off the road. Oh, that, yes. That was adorable. I love that. I could go a pet beaver. We saw a woman who was feeding a pet beaver probably something really terrible for it. Could it be maple syrup cookies? That cannot be good for a beaver, a wild animal. Maybe it's a treat, though. Mm. I think the beaver is like the North American capybara. Yeah. They seem super chill. And tasty. Apparently. Well, capybaras are meant to be pretty tasty. Oh, apparently beavers are. Apparently their tail's got very good fat deposits. That's. I've heard of beaver tails as a... Like, not an actual food. You know how we eat bear claws? Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. So, oh. bear claws are just a like a pastry or a donut kind oh. of thing. And so are beaver tails. They're, like, covered in honey. And they're, like, f- deep fried dough. Okay. If there's anybody who's eaten a beaver tail or some product that's called beaver tail. I wouldn't have thought they'd be particularly tasty. Send it into our socials. Podcast at gmail.com or our Twitter. Crambamble. Or just comment on one of my Instagram photos yes. at Crambamble Kirsten. Yeah, do that. Let us know, guys. Because, yeah, I have no idea. But I'm pretty sure bear claws and beaver tails are like bear a claws, donut. I know that they're a donut. Beaver yeah. tails, they could be. I just don't know. I just remember covered in honey. <laughs> you know, when you've got that voice in yeah. your, your head. Adhesive medical strips. <laughs> Adhesive yeah. medical strips, indeed. So, Kirsten, ghosts. Yep. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Ghost. Ghost toast. Yeah, ghosts are pretty cool. This has been Cram Bamble. My name's Taz. (laughs) And I'm Kirsten. Catch you later, guys. Bye.